Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. We're in the third part of our series called This Is Us. And uh, I hope it has been as rich for you as it has for me. It's kind of been walking through the vision of our church and who we are and uh, talking about that and laying that out. And I think it's been really rich for a lot of people. I want to talk to you a little bit today. Uh, we have started this series, This Is Us, third week in it. And we, I want to give you a little test and see what you remember. Um, we are talking from Exodus chapter 6. And that's where we find the vision of our church, from Exodus chapter 6. And there is four promises that are given to the children of Israel while they were in Egypt. Four promises, and it's laid out in Exodus chapter 6. And those same promises come into the New Testament, and that's why we call these four promises our vision, and we call that connect the dots. Everybody say connect the dots. And there is some language that we use with the connect the dots to make it really easy for church and unchurched people to kind of link in with these four promises and make it real easy for people to connect at Parkway. And so I want to kind of go through those today. The first one is, everybody, and I'm going to give you a cheat sheet, okay? Just say them with me. Dot number one is? You got to know Jesus. That's salvation. You got to you got to find Christ and let Christ find you and have some moments of salvation. That's dot one. Dot two. Dot two is once you get out of Egypt, then you got to get Egypt out of you, and that is find freedom. Find freedom. Let God set you through free. Amen. And then the next one we're going to be talking about this one today is dot three, and that is discover. Here we go. Dot three is? Good. And then dot four we'll be talking about next week, and that is? Make a difference. difference. But today, we take it from Exodus chapter 6 where he says to the children of Israel, God says, I will redeem you. It's the third promise he gives the children of Israel. I will redeem you. And we feel like that same promise is with the New Testament church, that he is going to redeem us. He is going to restore us. And we're calling that discover purpose. Because when you are redeemed or restored, you find purpose again. And Parkway likes to give uh, a tag onto that and make that happen in your life, give you an opportunity for that through something we call growth track. And that is uh, one of the things that we offer in the church. Of course, there's much more to that as you continue to grow in God, but growth track is kind of the start of that for you. And so this is our purpose. Today I'm going to talk to you about this is our purpose in the This Is Us series. This is, this is where when you find purpose, it's where the Christian life starts getting real exciting. It starts getting fun when you start finding out uh, what you're made for. Unfortunately, unfortunately, there are so many people that never find purpose, even as Christians. They never find purpose. And that's the reason why is they, they find Jesus, they, they, they know Jesus, not one, and then they get stuck like in this forever season 
And dot two, and that is finding freedom in their life. They get stuck right there. And we know freedom's a process, but they get stuck there and they never move beyond finding freedom. And at Parkway, we want you to, we want you to know Jesus. We want you to have salvation. But we also want you to find freedom, and then we want you to move in to discovering or having purpose in your life. And so that's really big to us. To redeem or to restore something means to put it back to its original intent, what it was made for. And God promises me purpose in my life. So I want to kind of flesh it out and unpack it this way. Adam and Eve... Uh, were in the garden, and they were the first human beings, and they're in the garden, and God has original intent for them. He has purpose for them, and it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. And so I'm going to use a couple people that don't know I'm going to use them today, so that makes everybody nervous instantly. But uh, I'm going to get a couple people that are bold that don't mind me calling on them. So I'm going to ask Bob, Colin, would you come up here just real quick, and I'm going to ask another very eccentric out loud dude named Matt Thompson, the taco man. That's what we're going to call him now. He's about to open a taco shop. I'm giving you ads. Hey, ads, free tacos for the past. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? All right, all right, all right. All right, come up, come up here, come up here, come up, because I'm a taco-loving man. No, I'm just kidding. All right, get up here. Uh, free tacos. Yeah, so look here, look here, look here. This is the original tent that Adam had. In his life. And so this is what I got. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sherry. He's going to be God today, okay? This only, this is stays at. That, that is the role I was intended to play. See? See, here we go. Here we go. It's just, it's just at church, Matt. It's just at church. This is just at church. Don't let him take this home. So he's going to be God. You're going to be humanity. Okay, and this was God's intent. So this is the Adam side. This is that humanity. And so this was God, what he wanted us to do. So he wanted man and God, y'all stand side by side. He wanted them to, the Bible says they walked in the cool of the day. They had relationship. They talked. They communed together. In other words, Adam, humanity, was in direct relationship with God. They were close there was conversation. There was relationship. Isn't that beautiful? They got to do this. It was, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And everything was going well. And then all of a sudden, something began to happen. They, they had all this good stuff. And, and in, fact, in fact, remember this. When you're walking with God, when you're walking with God, God is constantly speaking purpose into your life. In relationship with God, purpose is coming in your life. For instance, let me give you this. Here's Adam, and God's walking with him in the cool of the day, and God's telling him stuff like, I'm going to let you name all of the animals. Uh, pretty, pretty, big, pretty big deal. I mean, we still call them those things. And God says, listen, whatever you call them, that's what they're going to be called. That's what I'm going to call them. That's pretty big purpose. I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons you were born, Adam. That's one of, one of the reasons I've got you. On the, I've got you here to speak life and name things in your life. And, and that's purpose. Man, that's pretty big purpose. But watch this. All of a sudden, and I'm going to be the snake. I'm going to be the snake here just a minute. Here comes the snake, the devil. He comes up here in between, and he starts doing this. Y'all are way too close. It's making me nervous. He's, he, he's come, he comes up in between, and he busts 
this relationship up. Yeah. And this is how he busts the relationship up. He talks to Adam and says, listen, if you follow me and listen to me, I'll give you more purpose than he's got. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to use you. I'm going to do things. I'm going to give you more knowledge. I'm going to give you more purpose than what he's given you. So follow me. He listened, which introduced sin, and there's a broken relationship. And in a sin is introduced to the world. And so now you and I are born into sin, a broken relationship from God. It's good stuff, isn't it? But something happened. And it's beautiful. It's the antidote for what's going on right here. And that is, Brandon, can I use your man just a second? All of a sudden, we get something. We get this wonderful, wonderful, we've been singing about him all morning, and that is Christ. All right? So he comes in the middle. Now, just stand there just a second, minute. And he comes in there, and all of a sudden, he does something because we've got this chasm. We've got this brokenness between us that man can't walk in the cool of the day and have relationship. There's brokenness. So we've got holiness and we've got unholiness. We've got holiness and we've got sin. And there's a break and we can't. There's a chasm that we fall into. And so watch what Jesus did. He came and he stretched. They stretched him high. They put him on a cross. So this is the cross here. And the cross became the connection back between deity and and humanity through the power of what Jesus did at Calvary. Yeah. Woo! If that don't get you going, something's not working. So through the power of the cross, there's a connection again. And now you and I, even though we were born into sin, we have the ability to reconnect and walk with him in the cool of the morning and have relationship. And he would warm my heart. And, and, and we could commune and talk like friends. That is a most beautiful thing in all the world that through the power of what Jesus did, that sacrifice became the healing agent to reconnect us again to relationship. That is why, this has happened to me this week, that is why I'm sitting on a deer stand and dear Lord, it's seven degrees. (laughs) Why I picked this week, I don't know, last week. But anyways, I sat down. And all of a sudden, it's cool, it's quiet. And in the cool of the morning, I whisper the name of Jesus. And I feel his presence in that little deer stand in the middle of nowhere. And I feel his presence. And I feel him tugging my heart. And we walk together as they did in the garden. There's a healing there. I feel relationship. I talk to him and he speaks into my life. I feel the warmth of the presence of God. I can do that because of what was done right here. Give it up for these guys and give it up for what you just learned. God bless you. Thank you, guys. Isn't that beautiful? It's just a beautiful thing of what he did. And then, and then now through the power of this, listen to this, now that I've got relationship, he starts speaking purpose into my life. Connection, purpose. He does what he was doing in the garden. He gives me the ability to name things. He gives me the ability to speak life into things. Man, that's awesome. And, 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 and purpose, that's, that's a lot said right there. And so I really think for you to have purpose, you've got to know what you believe. 
you got to know what you believe. You, you can't discover your purpose until you know what you believe. And what I'm talking about when I say that is this, what you believe about your God and what your God believes about you. And when you learn that, you start finding purpose up in your life. And it teaches you, uh, we, we're, we're trying to do some of that through what we call growth track. And we, we start that process. When new people come to our church, we ask them to go through growth track. It's a three-week, uh, three-step. In fact, today is the final week of the three. And, and, and gotta, i got to just give you a testimony here. We've got 22 adults going through growth track this time. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. That's not counting all the kids. 22 adults going through growth track. You know what we're doing? We're trying to, to talk to them. We're trying to bring them back to their original purpose, their original, what God made for them. And so we're trying to let them know what, what, what they believe, what's in the Word of God. And so we do that by teaching them three things. Number one, we teach them what the Word of God says about salvation. Now, it's an hour class. Can I lay all of that out? Can we lay all of that? Can our teachers lay all that out? No, there's, there's so many beautiful things to that, but we, we give you a kickstart on that. And then the next thing we do is we talk to you about your design, what you're made for, man, what, what's, what gifts you have, what you're made for. We do that in the second week. And then today, they begin to talk to them about uh, teaching them how to have influence to those around them about influencing them for Christ, and we teach them that process. And then, then we want to connect you to serving within your local church that you can serve and be involved in the process of what God's doing in people's life. And, and then we're doing something at this growth track we've never done, and they'll hear it today. And that is, and I mentioned this a little bit in the other two weeks, but we'll be pointing them to the next step. In other words, we don't want you just to stop with these three weeks of growth track, but we're pointing really strong, and they'll be starting a class. These folks, we hope to get them started in a class called Freedom Group in the fall and walk them through learning more about the things that we've introduced them to and finding freedom, dot two, in their life and all that good stuff. And so we'll keep, we'll keep pointing to them to the next step until God connects all these dots in their life through God, what God's doing through the church. Listen to Psalms 20, uh, 57 and 2 says this, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. And this is key in understanding God's purpose for your life. God's numbered your days and will fulfill every purpose that he has for your life. But let me, let's just put some kind of wake up calls here today. There's some signs that let you know if you don't have purpose. And I'm going to give you just a few of those. Signs that you've lost your purpose. Number one is this. You're blatantly living in sin. I know we all struggle in a moment, but I'm talking about you blatantly. You're not even coming to repentance over. You're blatantly living in sin. That cuts you off from purpose. It cuts you off from purpose. It's going back to that spot we talked up here. It's the chasm. You need to connect with Christ. And so you can't let sin be introduced to that. The next is you lack joy and nothing excites you. Oh, I know we all go through little seasons, and, but I'm talking about it's an epidemic in your life. You, you're lacking joy. You're lacking excitement in your life. You've lost your purpose. You don't feel fulfillment in life. You don't feel much of that at all, and so you've lost purpose. Maybe you feel stuck or you feel like we talked about last week, isolated, or, and, and, and you feel like you're just, you're just stuck where you're at in life. 
You've lost your purpose. Maybe you have no direction. Again, all of us at times go through times where we don't feel like we have direction, but I'm talking about it's an epidemic in your life, and you, you have no direction, and you're just aimlessly walking in life. You've lost, you've lost purpose, but you can find purpose again. Listen to this. In the book, The Lord of the Rings, J.R. Tolkien, in this writing, in this, in this uh, I know it's a movie, but it's also a book, but in this, there is a statement he makes in a poem that reads as this, it says, not all who wonder are lost. I love that statement. What a powerful statement. In other words, not all who wonder, just because you're wondering kind of aimlessly and you've lost your purpose don't mean that you're lost. Let me say it this way. Just because you've lost purpose doesn't mean that you hadn't connected dot one in your life. You can have no Jesus. You can have salvation in your life and still not have purpose. And I'm seeing so many people in Church of the Living God throughout our nation. They know Jesus. They've got salvation, but they're not doing anything with what they do. And they're dying on a pew, and they're washing out of the Church of the Living God. The reason why? They've lost purpose. They've lost purpose. You know why? They don't have a relationship. They're not walking with the cool in the day. They're spotty. They're missing. They're, they're not connecting with Christ. It's become about them and not about Christ. And so the connection is lost. But I'm, I'm asking you, just because you're wondering don't mean you're lost. It's just time to reconnect in the name of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Now, I want you to get your paper out. I want you to write these things down. I'm going to talk about some ways to rediscover purpose in your life. Ways to rediscover what purpose is in your life. And these are really, really relative things for you, things you've heard before, but I want to unpack them again for you today. Number one is this. To get purpose back in your life, you've got to go to God in prayer. You've got you to talk to God. Remember Adam talking in the garden? You've got to reconnect. You've got to talk to God in prayer. You've got to connect with Him. You've got to connect. If you're going to have a relationship, you've got to connect with Him. If you feel purposeless, ask God to give you. God, give me wisdom. Give me direction. But you've got to talk to Him. You've got to talk to Him. James 1 and 5 says this, If you lack wisdom, let Him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will. There's a promise there. It will be given him. But the key is, you've got to ask. You can't ask. You've got to talk to him. You've got to connect with him. You've got to do that. That's incredibly good news. God wants to give you purpose. It's a promise. He, he wants to bestow divine wisdom on your life. It's not like God is holding out on you, trying to make you miserable, and, and, and He desires you. He, he wants you to be joyful. He wants you to be ambitious. He wants you to have a purposeful life. He wants you. You've got to ask God for purpose and expect and believe that He will give it to you. Amen? Amen? Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. I don't want to make that difficult. I want, to, I want you to talk to him like he's your best friend. He's walking with you in the cool of the morning and you're holding hands with him or you got your arm around him and there's connection. 
Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord in that. I encourage you, over the next week, we're, we're, today is day 14 of our 21 days. The next week, how many of you, and I'm going to put you on the spot here, but how many of you will, during the next seven days, spend some time talking to the Lord? I mean, you'll make some form of a connection talking to the Lord. Get them up high. Come on, let's be proud of that. Awesome, man. Awesome connection. That, that's helping you find purpose in your life. The next thing is this. I want you to dig into God's Word. Write that down. Dig into God's Word. The primary way that God speaks to us is through the Bible, the Word of God. It is that written Word of God. And when I begin to speak to it, you say, man, it's just pages with black writing on it. I don't understand all that. I don't care what it takes. I don't care if you've got to get the message Bible, which is written more in story form. I don't care. I don't care if you've got to get a devotion that that is is super simple. I don't really care. Or if you want to read the King James Version, if it was good enough for the apostles, it's good enough for me, bless God. I don't care what you do. But read the Word of God. Open it up in your life. Let us read a devotion. Read something that will speak into your life. And you begin to do that. You begin to search out God's purpose, and you're digging into Scripture. Now, I'm going to tell you this, Cody. You're not going to you're not going to read a verse in the Bible that says, "Dear Cody, I want you to be an artist for me." You're not going to read that, or you're not going to read something that says, "Jennifer, I want you to be a lawyer." Nathan Keating, I want you to be a preacher. You're not going to read those things. But this is the key fact. You find purpose because as you begin to read, what happens is you learn the heart of God. And you draw near the heart of God. And when you draw near the heart of God, He begins to speak purpose in your life. He begins to tell you, if I was a senior, Paige, you're a senior and others are here today, I'd be talking to God, I'd be up in His Word because that's the only way you're going to know and find out what He wants you to be in your life. Amen? Talk to him. Begin to understand the heart of God. Psalms 119, 105 says this. I love this. Love this. Listen to this. Your word is a lamp to my feet. It's given direction. What? The word of God. The word of God. It's given me direction to my feet. It lights up my path. It tells me where to make the steps. It shows me. It lights up. You know, so many people are walking in darkness because they don't, not in the Word of God. I'm going to tell you, we're not going to outgrow. We're not going to get too modern. We're not going to whatever to ever take out the Word of God in place in the church of the living God. We've got to have the written Word of God. And there's so many ways you ingest the Word of God. Of course, I'm preaching that to you now. That's one of my jobs as a, as a pastor is to unpack the Word of God where you can hear it and understand it. But also, you've got to have that private time where you, where you find out the heart of God for yourself and He begins to speak to in your life. If you're going to restore anything in your life, anything, whether it's an old car, whatever it is, you're going to restore it back to its original intent. You need to go find out how it was made, what it was made for, the, what the use, what's the use of this, what it, what it was built for. You've got you to find the blueprint for the original, from the original creator, the original owner, the one who made it, designed it. 
you got to get that blueprint and find it if you're going to see something restored, a product or a car or whatever it may be. you got to find out. you got to find the blueprint to start the process of restoration. So if you're going to find your purpose in the Christian life, what are you going to do? You're going to have to get inside the Word of God. you got to go back to the Creator. you got to get back to the Designer. you got to get back to the One who had intent and purpose. And you got to find out, why was I made? Why was I created? What, what am I here for? Why am I pumping air out of my chest? Why am I here? And you get back to the Word of God, and He begins to unpack that as you get in His presence, and, and you find out the reason you were made for. And I'm speaking to the eldest here today, to the youngest here today. We've got to know, we've got to know why we're made. We've got to know, we've got, to, we've got so many people in the world that are walking aimlessly because they're looking everywhere else for purpose other than the Word of God. And they're trying to find that in the world. But you've got to hear me. Your purpose is not in a bottle. Your purpose is not in a drug. Your purpose is not in a woman or a man. You've got to hear me. Your purpose is found in the Word of God. And He speaks life and life more abundantly. And all those other things gather around it. But I've got to tell you, it is not. It is not found in any excess things but the Word of God. You've got to put the Word of God in your soul. Somebody give me a... Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen, amen, amen. The next thing you've got to do is you've got to determine, you've got to determine your gifts. You've got to determine your strengths. What am I good at, man? What am I strong at? What, what's the fingerprint of God on my life? What was I made for? What is in my design? What, what, what did God do and create in me? And there's purpose in that right there. And God has given you specific gifts and strengths to everyone in this room. Nobody's left out. He gave you unique abilities. And maybe you're a math whiz. God bless you. I missed that one. Maybe you're a math whiz. Maybe you're a, maybe you're a counselor. When, when you open your mouth, people listen because you've got wise things to say. Maybe that's your gift. Maybe, you're, maybe you have a mind for electronics or or business, and, and, and God says, I, I can use that. I'll bless you, and I'll use it, and I'll work through that if you'll give that gift to me. And God, God's purpose for you probably involves something you're already good at, something he's already designed. You're already, it just kind of comes natural to you. And this is where education is so important. Education, whether it's college, high school, whatever it may be, but also a a growth track education or education within the body and mentor speaking your life, whatever it may be. Education helps form those things in your life. And I know there's some evils to some of those things, but I'm trying to say on the the God side of it. If you go to school and find out, man, I'm, I'm really stand out and I'm blessed in that, I believe that's, that's just helping you unpack and know what you're good at. For instance, in, in this room, I look to the back back there, and, and Stephanie Cass is here. And, and she's an interior decorator. And God's got that design on her. She can look at colors and look at materials, and, and it all flows together and comes together for her. And some, some, of, some folks out here, some folks that we just kind of look at, we go, duh. But Stephanie looks and she can put it together and she can see the big picture and, and I honor her for that because that's the handprint, the fingerprint of God on her life. And you know what? That's why, that's why when all Harvey went down, you know who we turned to? We turned, hey, hey, Stephanie, help us out here. And she's helping us and she's coaching us in the process of colors and, and, and textures and all this thing. So if you don't like something, I blame it on her. 
That's a very wise statement from a pastor. But, but listen, listen, I honor you, Steph. Give it up for Steph for all she's doing for Parkway for that. It's her design. It's what God built in her. It's what God made up in her. And you know what? She finds purpose. I, I, watch, I watch her come in and she's kind of lit up. She's a busy woman. But when she starts working for God and the kingdom of God and using her talents, I see her lit up and excited because, because God's using her. That's purpose. Bury yourself in that. Be blessed in that. Baptize yourself in the goodness of that. That's what God is doing in your life. And the next thing you need to do, and I want you to write this down, I want you to determine your passions. What are you passionate about? What are you, what are you, what are you passionate about? What is one thing you're particularly passionate about? This can be anything. It can be business. It can be art. I, I, I personally, I love to paint, like artistically paint. I'm not the best in the world at it, but I absolutely love it. I have a little bit of giftings there, and I, and I, I stand there, and man, I'm going to tell you, I'll step in a room, pull the, the plastic off of the canvas, and it's got white gesso, and it's ready for me to go, and, and man, I pull that plastic off. It's been bound up and ready to go. I pull it off, and I smell that gesso. I don't stay there very long, but I stay smell that. Because I know creativity is about to happen. And I slap that thing on the board, on the easel, and I pull out my paints. And it's a wide open space for me to throw creativity up there, put my giftings on there. And you say, well, that's, that's not really spiritual. It is for me. It, it, it gives me purpose. It gives me, it helps me. It, it frees me. It, it, it opens up. It, it's a stress reliever. It, it's a huge thing for me. Do you understand? And I have other things like that where I feel the fingerprint of God, and I want God to use it. I want God to bless it. That's why if you ever buy one of my paintings, <clears throat> if you ever, it ain't just tacos we're selling, baby. But if you ever buy one of my paintings stamped to the back of it, I've got I've to use it for the kingdom of God. So every painting I've got has been prayed over. I take a piece of canvas, I anoint it with oil, stick it on the back of the painting, and in your house, you're going to have that in there because we prayed over and we believe on that. I'm not trying to sell paintings. What I'm trying to tell you is it's my way to connect to ministry in my life. It's, my, it's, it's part of the design that's God made me. Is that all right? I'm trying to break this down to make it really easy and understand that God's got that stuff. You may not paint or you may not be able to look at colors and designs, but maybe you're an incredible business person or you're, you're great at math or you're a great accountant or God's got you and he's designed you and he made you and he created you. Maybe you're a nurse, maybe whatever. God's designed you and it's your fingerprint and it's passion. And I like to say this, one of the ways you find passion is look at this, what keeps you up at night? What keeps you up at night? Passionate about doing something. That's one of your passions. That's one of your passing passions. I've often heard, and this is a great statement, God's purpose for you is in the intersection between your gifts and your passions. And if you can find your gifts and your passion, the intersection of that is God's purpose for your life. It's good stuff. And if you can find that, there's another question I ask myself to help find my passion is this. What makes me cry? What rips my heart out and throws it on the ground makes me cry? Is it, is it, is it, is it children being sold into sex, uh, sex slaves? Does that hurt my heart? Does that hurt your heart? If that's something that keeps you up at night, if that's something that... There's, there's, there's a passion there. That's how you find your passion. God, God can speak to you and touch you and, and give between the gifts and the back. And I don't know what it may be for you. It may be reaching lost souls, and I think that should be all of our passions. Amen? Yeah. 
reaching along, telling your friends, people are all around you that have no purpose. God can give you purpose to help lead them to purpose. Does that keep you up? Is that a passion in your life? Look for that. Find that in your life. Determine your passions. If money wasn't an issue, what would you love to do? Find that. Ask yourself those questions. Find that. The next thing is this. Bring others into your life. These are the things I wanted you to write down because it can, it can help you and bless you. Bring others into your life. Bring others into your life. I talked last week, one of the things we talked about is isolation. And, 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 and that's, you're not going to find purpose like that. You, you've got to open yourself up. That's difficult for some people, but bring others into your life. It's the beauty of life groups, bringing people into our life like that. Proverbs eleven fourteen says this, where there is no guidance, people falls. But in abundance of counselors, there is safety. In other words, one of the main ways God will help you find your purpose is through others. Connect, link, link up when find you godly mentors. Put people around you can speak life into you. Put, put some Adams and Eves around you that naming things and naming them and, and that, that they can name and see some things in your life and call those things out and bring life to you in your life. Put those kind of people around your life. I want those kind of friends. Ronald, I need you, man. You're, you're a sharp dude. You've got wisdom. You, if you see something, you need to speak life into me, and I'll do it back to you. We do that for one another, and I'm just singling out. It can be, it can be anybody. It can be Greg Day. Anybody, anybody. We need one another. And I find purpose as you call it out of me. Speak life into me. Bring, bring that out of my spirit, and same for me to you, and cross the aisle everywhere. Well, let's connect. Let's be friends. Let's do life together. The next thing I want to talk to you, I'm trying to make these very relative because it's so important for no matter what age you are. The next thing is this, take a solitude retreat. Take a solitude retreat. What do I mean by that? Sometimes it's incredibly helpful to get away from it all. Just, just get away and take a, a, an unhurried, unpressured time to get away and think and be by yourself. You say, well, I'm a people, but I understand. I love people also. But sometimes you've got to get away and just shut it off so you can hear the voice of God in your life to speak purpose into your life. I, I started doing this probably, it's a guess, but somewhere around 10 years ago. I started taking, for me, it's a trip to Galveston. And, and, I, and I go to Galveston and I... Absolutely love being my wife and family, but this is a trip they don't get to go on. And I go on this trip. It's a 30, it's not like this week-long stay. I, I spend about 30 hours. And I go and I get me a hotel room. You, you say, well, I want to go stay in a tent if I want to. You, you just go ahead. I'm going to go to the hotel. <laughs> I like it a little nicer. But I go and I get in a hotel. And, 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 and during this time, I... I don't want, I don't, I'm not trying to sound spiritual, it's just, this is a quiet time. I don't turn on the TV, I, I don't want to know what the newspapers are saying, I don't want anything, I only want to know what one thing, I need, I need the Lord to speak into my life. If you want to know what's, how it's determined, what, what we're going to preach throughout the year, what the series are going to be, you, you need to, you, you, you should be in my 30-hour meeting with God. 
Because he lays out the schedule for me and I begin to write as fast as I can as he begins to speak purpose into my life so that I can then speak purpose into your life. You need solitude with God. In other words, let me say it this way. There's sometimes you, I, I love social media, but sometimes you need to turn it off. I mean like O-F-F off. Just turn it off. It's going to be okay. Well, what are you doing right now? Everybody knows you're using the restroom sometime today. Everybody knows you're eating and sometimes today. They don't have to know everything you're doing for this little time. Give yourself a break. And guess what? You don't need to know what everybody else is doing during this time. Just turn it off. I don't know if I can survive. You, you, you start turning off and you start having withdrawals. Oh my God, I don't know. I don't know what everybody else is doing. We know what everybody else is doing so much to the point that we don't even know what God wants us to do. Man, I know what she's doing. I know what she's doing. I, I can tell you what I'm doing, but God's saying, let me, let me tell you, I want to speak purpose into you and I want to tell you what i like for you to do. But we don't know the purpose of God because we got so many voices and so many things coming on us. And so many, I mean, every second of the day, we got music in one ear and we got a, a, a talk show hosting in the other ear and we got social media going in the other ear. Dear God, we can't do anything. You can't even go to the bathroom without social media. I'm not preaching against social media. I enjoy it. I love it. It's an awesome thing and I enjoy it. I'm do, I do it. But there comes a time you've got to have solitude with God that God speaks into your life. And whether it's an hour and you don't have to go to Galveston, maybe it's an hour or two hours in your backyard and you say, kids, you stay in there and husband's staying there and wife's staying there and I need a time and I need just the voice of God. I need purpose reinstated. I need to know why I was born. I need to know what I'm supposed to do. Is that all right today? I, I need to know that, and I, I want to move in that. I want to operate in that. I want to be what he wants me to be. And he, he's not hiding in the dark trying to keep you hidden from, from what he wants. He wants to guide you, but you've got to trust him that he wants to do that in your life. And then I read Psalms 23, verses 2 through 3. Man, look, look at this. Look at this. He leads me. He leads me. Look here. He, 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 takes, he takes me, and he leads me. Look here, look here. He, he leads me. He leads me. He leads me besides the steel waters, the solitude. He leads me beside still water. But watch this. Look what the scripture says. When he leads me in beside still waters, and I get it quite, it's still. Look what happens. Dot three. He restores my soul. He takes me back to my original intent, speaks into me, and gives me purpose. I discover purpose in the steel place. And that's why we say discover purpose is dot three. He wants to restore you. He wants to make you what you're made for, Adina. But you got to walk in that steel place. Look what else he does. He leads me. He leads me in paths of righteousness. And then he says this, I'll do all of this. Don't you understand? I do it for my name's sake. When I speak purpose into you, you are then speaking purpose into others. And I get the glory. My name, the one we sang about, gets the glory 
when you find purpose, when you're restored back to your intent and you find purpose, he said, it blesses my soul. Thank you, Dina. It blesses me. It bless. You want to make the name of Jesus famous in the golden triangle again? Find purpose up in your life. Let there be God-driven purpose up in your life. And due to that, people go, man, there's something that is happening in them. And you say... Where do, where, where, where do you, where, how do you have so much purpose in your life? Well, I got to tell you this. I connected with Jesus, and, and he began to speak into my life. Solitude for his name's sake. You may feel confused today, but he's not confused. He's not confused. He knows exactly what he wants to speak into your life.